Alrighty, good Sunday morning. It's uh, Master Sunday. Wiz, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging there. Not so bad. Uh, watch the watch the final round. See if uh, Hideki Matsuyama could hold on after that amazing third round performance by him yesterday. Did you get a chance to watch it? Oh anything? yeah, I actually taped it. I was out yesterday. Uh, came back and uh, yeah, Matsuyama is the one guy. Actually, I, I'd say Matsuyama and. I think two guys can win this tournament right now, just based on what happened yesterday. I, I'd say, obviously, like you said, Matsuyama played a brilliant round. And, and the one guy I'd definitely be concerned about if I'm Hideki Matsuyama and if, you, if he's one to watch the leaderboards or whatever is uh, is a guy who, who's quieted down the last few months in terms of golf. But Xander Schauffele, to me, is the, is the one guy other than Hideki Matsuyama that can win this golf tournament. Uh, you know, Justin Rose started the tournament on fire. He had a great first round. He's kind of treaded water since then. He's hung in there, and Justin Rose has performed, you know, very admirably historically at the Masters. So, I, you know, no matter what, Masters on Sunday, it, it's a great thing. I'm not sure the weather's going to come into play or not. I haven't taken a look at the forecast. The, the winds definitely kicked up yesterday afternoon. Uh, you know, they did have that weather delay, but there's nothing better than watching that golf tournament. E- even with the sparser crowds, it's... Uh, it's just a, it's a great event on television. Uh, d- definitely, and I'm, I'm going to give a different guy uh, than uh, you know. The, obviously, Matsuyama with the with the lead, but I'll give a different guy. I just feel like you know Xander, as great as he is, and he he is great. He just had like problems like closing the deal in a, in a lot of these tournaments. Like I don't know, I feel like the results. Uh, haven't matched his talent level. The one guy who's not nearly, I mean, he's not as good as a golfer as, as Andy Schauffele, but he and he hasn't played well for a while. He started to play better, but I, Mark Leishman is a guy, you know, you know, oh, I, you love I like Mark Leishman, but he's one of these guys that is just around and he kind of knows how to win when he gets in these situations. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my my guy to catch uh, Hideki Matsuyama to be Mark Leishman, so we'll see how that plays out. Well, what are the odds for uh, Matsuyama? I didn't look today. Do you know what the odds are on him to win this tournament? I didn't see. I thought I saw something posted yesterday uh, that he was could have been could have been like one where he was a one sixty five favorite or, or or something like that. Yeah, let me, uh, let me let me let me see if I could pull that up real quick and. Uh, and see the odds right now. To see, I don't even see his name on there right now. Yeah, oh, he's not up there. Yeah, Xander plus 275, Rose plus 400, Rose Altaurus, Mark Leishman plus 550. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe he's not even on the betting board, huh? Yeah, it's interesting. And, and you know, uh, while we're talking about betting, uh, one thing that that we kind of, kind of hinted at the last podcast, but we're, we're definitely going to make a more concentrated effort, Guru and Wiz, to, to really speak out to those daily fantasy players. You know, the in-game stuff – Mobile gambling is becoming a much bigger thing across this country. And, and you're, you're, you're in New York State. You don't have it yet. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, fortunately, I have it. Um, but I think we're going to see the proliferation as things move on. States need money. And it's very clear to, to Wiz and I that, that the daily gambler is something, you know, especially the young person, not, not to say uh, more seasoned people like uh, Wiz and myself, but it's becoming a bigger thing. And, and you know, we're going to really make a concentrated effort this year to kind of speak to that part of our audience that's really interested in that kind of that, that daily aspect of, of fantasy, which, you know, it, it definitely still 
encompasses fantasy and, and something that we pay attention to and we play. We're certainly in leagues, but you know we're going to make a much more concentrated effort this season to kind of talk to those folks that are really into the kind of the daily and the in-game type of stuff and, and, and give you our insights into that. Because Wiz and I both do that, and, and, and we definitely enjoy that aspect as well. Absolutely, yeah. We'll definitely uh, be talking about the, be more 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 of an emphasis on gambling and 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 DraftKings lineups and fantasy because you know uh, it just seems that's that's the way this thing is headed. Uh, it just seems uh, to me that the days of season long leagues are going to be in the minority soon, and 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 people just want a fresh start every single week and. Uh, and that's what they want, and that's what the, that's what we're going to give them. Yeah, and I think the one thing you know that I took from you the first year I was actually in your league, the one that you run, um, and, and and probably my favorite league to, to at this point in time is the fact that you know you always make it a point, and you know our league looks at the situation after the dust is settled, the season ends. Things happen during the season. The game is changing and evolving. And with you as a commissioner in that league, you really make it a point to stress to every league member to speak up if there's something that you want to kind of alter or change and or put up for suggestions and, and the league votes on it, which I think is the you know a great great way to do it. Uh, we don't have the same issues uh, with counting votes as maybe some other people would uh, think about, but uh, <laughs> we we managed to do it in in a, in a, in a very uh, honest manner. And 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 actually, it's great where you can get representation and a majority rule, and you can decide how you want to move your league forward. And I think the the fact is. You have to change as the game changes, and, and the game has changed a lot since, certainly since Wiz has started doing fantasy, and I've started doing fantasy. We've talked a little bit about it in terms of positioning, but the game is changing, and you have to evolve with that. And I think, you know, to the point of the daily fantasy player, and maybe it has to do with the, you know, the there's a, there's a there's a there's an argument for the younger person being a little bit more uh, attuned to being plugged in and that information flow being much faster. But I, I think even guys like ourselves, Wiz, that have been doing this a long time, there is a significant frustration, you know, especially when guys get hurt and the injuries and, you know, they're bigger, stronger, faster players. The injuries are happening more frequently. We saw that happen at the running back position last year. And it becomes a case where skill and, and we, I've always said this, skill is part of what you're doing in fantasy, but but you do need a little bit of luck to get through it. And players staying healthy is a big ingredient in, in actually being a successful formula for winning a fantasy football title. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said for it. I, I get it. I get it. Um, it. It's not it's not lost on me, the idea that you shouldn't be married to any players and they shouldn't be married to you for 17 weeks or 18 weeks now of a fantasy football season and a crucial injury here or there can just end your season. And then, it's, you know, you're playing in daily fantasy. Okay, you have a, a week where, you know, you have bad injuries. You know, all right, next week it'll be you'll have a new team. Uh, so uh, it's not lost on me. I get it, but I think, as far as I'm concerned, I like the idea of doing both. Um, you're playing in season-long leagues and with a group of guys, get together and have fun and enjoy that, and uh, we do. And then also, you know, on the side or whatever you want to do, play the daily stuff. Play the DraftKings uh, weekly thing, and uh, they, they have for early 1 o'clock, late 1 o'clock, the night game, the Monday night game. They pair up the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. So they give you a million options. And I think, you know, a good mixture is to play that. But I, I also, you know, 
would recommend still being in a couple if you know uh, at least of season long leagues if you have a group of friends uh that you enjoy doing that with so should you should mix in both and uh, we're going to we're going to make sure we talk about both yeah absolutely all right so let's move on to to this podcast where you know we're starting to break down team needs as we're heading into the NFL draft uh I, it was funny I was listening to the radio the other day and and someone came on I think it was it was 8.02 p.m. I think I was listening to the NFL radio network. It was 8.02 p.m. on Thursday night. I happened to be in the car. And they and basically, the guy said, three weeks from tonight, the Jacksonville Jaguars would be on the clock, which was uh, kind of funny. But that is the case. We're less than three weeks away right now uh, to that uh, start of the NFL draft. And we're very excited that it will be a little bit more normal um, than what we saw last year uh, and a little bit earlier than what we saw last year. So we're, we're going to be on to the AFC North today. And I, I thought we'd start with the with the best team in the division, uh, at least in my opinion, uh, is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, you talked a lot about Lamar Jackson last year. Mark Ingram is no longer a Baltimore Raven. They've lost a lot of players on the defensive side of the football, particularly Matt Judon. I thought that was their biggest loss. Um, you know, they had a rental in, in, in Ngakwe, who's now Las Vegas Raider. Uh, so so, so, Wiz, let's look at the Baltimore Ravens, you know, a team that is a, a run-first team. Uh, they also lost their starting center, which I think is always a, 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 a very important thing to look at. We, you know how we feel about offensive lines and what it means for, for, for the team's success. So what are you looking for from the Ravens this year in, in this, in, in, in this uh, 2021 draft? Yeah, I mean, it's me – you know they they their their roster is not as good up this upcoming year than you know than 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 it was last year so that's a little concerning uh Lamar Jackson in the passing game is a little bit concerning i mean when you look what they did in in free agency um they were able to do i guess there you know a few things i guess notably able to get um your beloved uh, Giants guard uh, uh, Kevin Zeitler, and they signed Sammy Watkins, and I'm not sure at this stage of the game in his career, you know, if, in that offense, if Sammy Watkins is, is going to be an explosive guy. I mean, he's a, a strong guy, and he could block, and he could, you know, help, and he's a willing blocker in the running game, but yeah, I kind of like their roster better last year, and, you know, we'll get to this in, in, in a few minutes, but it, it appears to me that the two Ohio teams in the division are the teams that are rising. And I'm a little concerned about the Ravens and Steelers. So as far as the Ravens go, yeah, they, they lost, you know, uh, Judon obviously was a, was a, was a crusher. Um, they got a guard that's a good player and they got Watkins, but, um, I'm not sure their roster is much better or better at all than it was last year. So if you're if you're the Ravens in, in round one, and the Ravens have a very good track record, uh, you know, obviously under Ozzie Newsom, they, they they were tremendous, and but they've continued that success in, in the draft. Uh, although it remains to be seen how these offensive players, the young kids that they've drafted recently, how they work out. But do you think they go defense in this first round, or or or, or maybe try to help out that offensive line? Yeah, I mean, I think I could see I can see either <clears throat> the Ravens are one of these teams that, um, you know, they they run the ball and that's what they want to do. So I could see I could see offensive line uh, and I could see an edge, you know, getting trying to get somebody to get after the the, the passer. 
uh, an edge rusher, somebody on the defense as well. So uh, would I be shocked at some point if they tried to give themselves a receiver that would fit in in the system that they want to run? Maybe. But, um, yeah, it's not like they have glaring, glaring weaknesses with the exception of, you know, the, the passing game, but that's not going to change much because they want to run the ball. Uh, they're just not going to throw it all over the field. So um, I, I agree, you know, they want a sure-up offensive line, so an offensive lineman, I guess, and, and maybe an edge rusher or someone on that D-line D back or just, just something along, along uh, one of those positions to kind of sure up what they do. All right, so you mentioned the, the, the Ohio teams, and uh, I am very intrigued by both of the Ohio teams in this division. Uh, so let's start off with the Bengals. You know, we know what they did with Joe Burrow last year. Uh, A.J. Green is no longer a member of this team. They, they recently cut Gio Bernard. Uh, Geno Atkins is no longer part of this team. You know, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, that fifth pick. You know, what are, what are the Bengals going to do? Do they go offensive line to protect the, their asset uh, in, in Joe Burrow? Or do they go with one of these elite skill set positions, you know, whether it's a Jamar Chase to – pair him back up with with Joe Burrow, Kyle Pitts obviously has been mentioned as well. I know you like him going to Atlanta at 4, but you know, this is an intriguing spot. The Bengals of the Bengals of the Bungles because of all the mistakes they've made over the years in terms of personnel decisions. Uh, but you know, we do believe that Joe Burrow can become a very successful quarterback in this league. They have some great offensive weapons. T Higgins came on a lot. We know what Boyd has done. Uh, hopefully Joe Mixon can stay on the field. So, so what do the Bengals do? If you're if you're the Bengals GM, which which direction are you going in in this draft? Was I, I think the Bengals have to me the forty nine the the Falcons and the four and the Falcons and Bengals have the two most uh, interesting decisions to make with their uh, fourth and pick, fifth picks respectively. Where Cincinnati is glaring need to take is Panay Sewell, offensive line, protect Joe Burrow. That said, because of this quarterback frenzy and teams moving up to get quarterbacks, you know, um, Jamar Chase is a, is a receiver that I'm sure in months ago that Cincinnati never thought would be available, pairing him up with their second-year quarterback who – threw the ball to at LSU when they won a national championship. So you have a glaring need, a terrific tackle versus the top wide receiver probably in this draft class with the connection with the quarterback makes a fascinating decision uh, to be had by, by them. Uh, but, you know, the good thing for the, for the Bengals is they, you know, they, they, they can in this draft resolve both of those issues, um, but that that number five pick is just so so interesting to me. And you know, I don't want to not mention that they I thought did a terrific job in free agency. Uh, I thought they had three terrific free agent signings. Number one, Trey Hendrickson. From they lost Carl Lawson, but replaced him with Trey Hendrickson, uh, and he was amazing. And I think he's a, he was a terrific signing. Unfortunately for my Minnesota Vikings, the Bengals were able to sign Riley Reef um, from 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 the Vikings, and uh, he's a tackle. And uh, I think that was a that was a tremendous signing. And they also uh, something maybe a little bit under the radar, but anytime you get a decent player from another team in your division, it's a double whammy. So they signed Mike Hilton, the cornerback from um, Steelers, yeah, from. 
from the Steelers. So I, I think it's a situation where offensive line, cornerback are the two positions that they need in the draft. Just for that number one pick, picking fifth, I'm not sure which of those things they're going to do, Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell. Yeah, it's a tough choice. And, you know, this draft does have some depth to it. So, you know, perhaps they can address the, you know, one of those things, uh, you know, with their second draft pick, uh, certainly another high one. But, yeah, the Bengals are – I love the Hendrickson move, as you discussed – uh, I thought Burrow showed a lot, but I think this offensive line, they also, by the way, they I, if I'm not mistaken, I think their starting center tore his ACL in like one of the last couple of games of the season. So they're going to need help there too. So they're going to need help all over the place, but the Bengals seem seemingly always need help all over the place. And, and this year being no different, but you know, a little bit different in that, you know, you want to protect Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow. I suspect, I, I think we would agree that Joe Burrow, do you think he will be ready for opening for the opening of the season? Yeah, I think he, you know, he didn't get hurt. That injury is always difficult, but he 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 got hurt. I th- I think early enough in the season where he'll be he'll be ready to roll um, for the start of the season. Uh, and if not, he, he really it shouldn't be missing any consequential time. But uh, yeah, I, I like I like what the Bengals are doing. I like what they've done, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the draft, especially with that number five pick, where they have a fascinating decision to make. All right. And, uh, you know, we were both very impressed last year with Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns did, uh, you know, he, he put in his system. Uh, thankfully, uh, Freddie Kitchens was no longer part of this. The running game became, you know, a big emphasis on this team. Baker Mayfield became a much better uh, game manager, uh, even without uh, Odell Beckham Jr. last year. Um, and I think, you know, the Bengal, the Browns have done a lot on defense in the offseason, um, you know, with some of their free agent signings. Uh, but the Browns are still evolving as a team. I think they probably could use some weapons still. And I don't know, I don't know if the history, uh, if you can count on, Odell Beckham Jr. kind of moving forward. I'm I'm a little bit suspect of that player. Uh, it's not a player that I'm going to go near on, on the fantasy side of things. So the Bengals are improving. I, I like what they've done, obviously, uh, with the coaching staff here. Uh, and this was a team that that certainly had made as, as big a jump in the standings as anybody in the league last year from where they were the previous season. So what are the Cleveland Browns thinking as, as they come into this draft, Wiz? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I like I like the Browns roster a lot, um, and I, I love what they did in free agency. I mean, <clears throat> their glaring weakness was that secondary. And what did they do? They went, you know, and they raided the Rams secondary. Uh, John Johnson, Troy Hill, um, they have Ronnie Harrison. He's a good young player. Grant Delpit is a player who they took last year's draft. He got hurt. Um, before the season started, and he missed the whole year. It's like they're getting another draft pick back again. And um, and and Denzel Ward is is a terrific cornerback as well. That's a very very good young secondary now, and they addressed as far as I'm concerned with getting Delpert back, and then the signing of Johnson and Troy Hill, along with Ward and Ronnie Harrison. I think they have addressed their glaring need and I think the Browns roster is terrific and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year so do you think that you know because the one thing if I look at this roster you know I'd be looking at 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 kind of another 
rush someone else to help out Miles Garrett because he's going to get so much attention. So I think they still want to be able to rush the passer a little bit, and and they probably could use some help at linebacker. And I think they need to increase the depth at, at the receiver position because I just don't trust the Odell Beckham situation. Would you would you kind of agree with those maybe areas of emphasis? I, I agree on both things. I think they have to get somebody that could come from the other side of the line of scrimmage and put pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, Miles Garrett is not really a one-man show uh, getting after, you know, going after the quarterback. But they address their glaring weakness with free agency, and I assume and expect um, that they will um, address, you know, edge rusher at the draft. And, uh, yeah, as far as wide receiver goes, you know, I, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with uh, – with what you're saying about that, I think uh, I, I think um, the Odell Beckham is just you know you're just not sure, and uh, that's that's a problem. You're just not sure if he's going to play, if there's going to be a problem, what the what the, you know what the whole situation is going to be with him. Uh, so uh, Jarvis Landry, he played well, and, and Cleveland did. Um, I'm pretty sure that they re-signed Rashard Higgins, so they have him as well, and and he he was playing pretty strong down the stretch as well for them. So edge rusher and a little depth at receiver, I completely agree with that. All right, good stuff. And, uh, you know, we've got some Steeler fans uh, that are friends of ours, uh, Ricky, Nunu, big Steeler fans. But I I look at the Steelers coming into this draft, and and just as a team, this is a team that started 11-0 last year, and I just look at the roster and what's happened here. You know, you mentioned the loss of Mike Hilton. They've they, they've either lost guys in their secondary or the guys that they have left are are aging and and starting to fail in terms of their ability outside of outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, of course. But I look at this roster: issues on the offensive line, couldn't run the football. Ben Roethlisberger in decline. Yes, a great receiving core. They lost Bud Dupree. I look at this roster, and I don't even know where to start if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. You mentioned this team being a team in, in trouble, and to me, this is this team is in more trouble than anybody else coming into this NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see the Bengals, Browns going in one direction. And I see the Steelers going in the other direction. I think to me, um, okay, so let's talk about what they did. They were they were able to kind of sign. They were able to sign Juju, resign Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think right now, Dwayne Haskins is backing up Ben Roethlisberger. That is correct, yeah. Um, and I, I doubt that the Steelers think that that's a long-term goal. But to me, the, the, the one loss that they had wasn't a free agent signing into another team. It was, it was, it's clearly the retirement of Marquise Pouncey, who you have an aging quarterback and the last player on the roster – that you need to want would you know would want to lose would be your all pro center that you have such familiarity with. The Steelers need two things for certain. Um, you know they lost Bud Dupree as well, so yeah, you know you could say they want to get get someone to replace him, but that's not their pressing need. They need an offensive lineman that can kind of play a few positions, maybe center in either of the two guard positions, and they have to get a running back uh, in there as well, but. To me, running back is a distant second in needs. They have to be able to get someone there. They lost Pouncey. You have to try and protect an aging quarterback and at the same time 
try and have some semblance of, of, of a non-existent running game that's been the case for a while. So um, they need to get themselves an elite offensive lineman in this draft. Yeah, and I know uh, Villanueva is also still unsigned. as He's a free agent. Uh, whether the Steelers actually go back and bring that player back, I don't know. But, yeah, Pouncey and Villanueva being lost, certain, certainly a big deal. Um, and as you mentioned, Pittsburgh, you know, I, you know my view on, on running backs. I would just wait until the later rounds. And Pittsburgh doesn't have – because they actually – uh, had a decent season uh, and made the playoffs. They, they don't, their picks are not going to be high draft picks, but you can you can wait for some guys. I think late in this draft to try and pick in the later rounds at the running back position. I hundred percent agree. It's got to be at the offensive line where you where you fortify things first. But but I, if I'm a Steeler fan coming into this season, and while I love the young receiving core that they have, I look at all of the other pieces kind of crumbling down, and it's not a it's not a pretty picture for the Pittsburgh Steelers um, in a season where they ended their last season. You know, in, that that was just going in the wrong direction. Last six, six to seven weeks, just playing a lot of bad football and, and just not looking like a very good football team. Yeah, that's not the case, and uh, yeah, I agree, I agree with that, and unfortunately, to your point, you know, because they actually kind of stumbled in and made the playoffs uh, last year, um, they, they're they not picking until 24th, I mean, you know, the, the, the Jets and Dolphins will have two picks in the first round before uh, they'll even have one pick, but th- that pick has got to be... Um, that, that that pick has got to be an offensive lineman. Uh, I mean, and more and and more specifically, a center that could play either of the guard spots to get some versatility to an aging and declining offensive line. And uh, with an aging and declining quarterback, that's not a good combination. No, you know, it's especially <laughs> in a division with two very strong teams and another team that looks like it's on the way up to being a good team. So um, it could be some. Love days ahead for the Steel Curtain. Yeah, Nunu and Ricky are not going to be happy to hear that, Wiz. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I think they, you know, they 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 probably are in agreement with that statement. Oh yeah, no, no question about it. All right, so that wraps up the uh, the AFC North. We're going to do next week. We're going to tackle the uh, the South and the AFC West uh, as we kind of move through divisions. We want to get this obviously done uh, before the NFL draft so that we're prepared. We'll, we'll probably be doing a mock draft ahead as well, uh, like we did last year. So all kinds of fun around that. But it's it's coming quickly. So uh, Guru and Wiz are here to continue to provide uh, that sort of insight to you guys. Wiz, any further uh, points to make before we sign off here? No, I just think uh, you know the, the, those first round picks are going to be a you know the, that right in that four, five, six area of what those teams are going to do, and we'll get to that uh, certainly as it gets closer to draft. Are going to be fascinating where you have teams deciding need versus talent um, to choose from, and I think it's going to be fascinating and uh, looking forward to that. All right, Wiz, great. Well, enjoy your Masters Sunday. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We're going to continue to bring all this action to you. But uh, like I said, enjoy the golf today, and we will talk next week, Wiz. Have a great one. You got it.